Awesome, guys, how are we doing? Hope you're really good. Uh, I'm really excited to invite my old mate, Pamela Langdon, to the party. How are you, Pam? I'm good, thank you. So Pam is one of our live Rise to Thrive speakers, which is happening on the 26th of November. Um, Pam is a... Pam, you, in a two-minute bio, tell everybody <laughs> what you are. Okay, I am a career coach and a job search coach, and I basically help ambitious professionals that are usually quite frustrated when they come and work with me find a fulfilling job role that pays them the salary they deserve, and um, I work with them throughout their whole career. So it's not just like one job, it's like the next job and the next job until they reach that ultimate, you know, career goal. And they're getting paid the big money and you know with the with whatever job title yeah but it's so it could be the big job title it could just be the job that makes them happy the job that gives them the work-life balance but it's about understanding that and starting to to work on their terms so that's what i am all about i love that that's great that's an, and that's a great introduction so guys if any of you are coming through please do let us know by hitting the love heart button so like just obviously we're sitting here it's very difficult to know who's engaging sometimes because it's not quite showing us who's here so if you are coming through and please do comment that you're here watching us if you have any questions for pam this is going to be about a 20 minute just little uh, tease about what pam is going to be um talking about when she comes up to do her to do her coaching for everybody um and like i've known pam two years two like longer maybe yeah, I don't know. three Got years two three years. years so like mm -hmm. I, and um and you've helped and you are actually in our brotherhood. You're in our elite yes. brotherhood and you do your weekly article. And I know you've worked with a lot of our guys. Right. Um, what Pam, what got you into this? How did you how did you fall into this job? So, well, I didn't actually. Well, I suppose I did fall into it in a way, but it was so what I teach is basically what I did in my own career. So using all of the techniques that I learned to progress my career so I was able to hit like senior management at 25 and from that point on for me it was like right okay I've kind of reached that you know the, the where I wanted to be that was like the ultimate goal um fast tracked you know through that 100% success rate in interviews and then when I got to that point it was like right okay now it's about finding a job that makes me feel happy that makes me feel fulfilled and I basically, um, within the job roles that I was doing, I started like unknowingly really coaching people um, at the start. And then when I was in, you know, a senior management position, it was about developing my team. So everybody that came to work with me would then move on, would stay within the company, would, you know, um, move up the ladder. And that was really rewarding for me because that for me was like, if you come into my team and I can develop you to to move to the next level then you know that shows that I'm doing my job that I'm you know I'm leading in the right way because I'm developing and retaining talent within the business so it started there really and then more and more people started asking me like how did you do it um you know you helped my friend my family member you know to progress can you help me and then all of these referrals just started coming in and I started working with people and before I knew it it was like you know almost like a, a, an official side hustle it was like I was 
Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was working like working every day, like Monday to Friday. And then I was um, working with different clients, you know, after work at the weekends and stuff. And then when I went on maternity leave, the, um, the plan was to to not go back basically to set it up um as a you know as a full-blown coaching business which I did and yeah. it basically just went from strength to strength all based on referrals at the start because I wasn't online didn't know how to get online how to be a business owner online and then obviously then thought well you know maybe I need to look at LinkedIn maybe I need to do all of these things so then using all of those things then you know moved into the online space and you know it's been amazing because I can work with so many more people over zoom um you know I can reach more people I can make an impact for more people so kind of it was almost like um it, it was like a natural move into it it was you know obviously it was deliberate you know after finish maternity leave then I'm going to look at doing it full time but up until that point it was like these people just kept you know coming through referrals and I kept helping them and they kept moving on and referring me to more people so so yeah it just escalated here I am so did you what what do you find uh if I asked you what the biggest two problems that most guys come up against in their career yeah like based on your experience what would you say the two biggest standout problems are so the two biggest problems so let's start with number one so number one is that most guys that I work with are in jobs that they don't love that are not fulfilling that are not doing anything for them but because they're the main breadwinner or they feel like they have to be the person who is earning the most money and making the most career progress they get stuck in jobs that just don't really light them up so they start you know getting into this cycle of going to work going through the motions but it never ever feels right for them it never ever really kind of feels fulfilling and you know for some of them they'll get paid great salaries but the money doesn't always make them happy so that you know that's the first biggest thing you know being stuck in a job that just doesn't light you up and then I think the before you go on to that second one on that first one do you like how do you think we fall into how do you think we fall into that, that that job that we don't like? So, like, I, you know, I, I work with a lot of guys. Let me give you yeah. an example. So, all of a sudden, we go through our 20s, right? Yeah. We then suddenly meet, guys meet then the girls of their dream. They then suddenly get married. They then suddenly have a mortgage. They then suddenly have a job. Um, sorry, a kid, not a job. And then they're suddenly <laughs> stuck in a job that yeah. they never thought that they were going to end up in. It, and is that... Do you, is that kind of a, a timeline or a funnel that, that lads fall into? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. And it's because people let their careers happen to them rather than taking ownership of their career. So what will happen is, um, you know, no, there, there isn't many people who have, you know, a career plan and a career plan you know, it doesn't have to be like the next 10, 20 years of your career. It can literally just be the next, you know, one, two, three years ahead, but just something that you're always working towards. But what happens with most people is that, and especially guys, they will get, you know, they'll start down a path, they'll do well. Um, you know, somebody will say to them, what about this role or what about that role? Or they'll get fed up in a role and they'll start, you know, they'll just um, go online and start thinking about just like jumping 
shift because they've had enough and then they'll take another job without ever really looking at does this align with me and you know things like does it align with my values does it align with actually you know where I want to be does it align with my family life and they'll just keep jumping through you know different jobs and you know at some point they kind of go what am I doing what have I been doing and when they get to that point most of them feel stuck and they don't know what to do do you do you think though that um a lot of guys feel like do you think a lot of guys when they think about their career it's almost feels impossible to change that job right so yeah. like if you're stuck in a, so it's, it's easy for us to talk about this and i know what yeah. people will be thinking and i was like ah oh, it's easy to change easy to say i want to change my job right but if yeah. someone's been stuck in their job for 10 years and they're 44 years old and they feel they haven't got skills and they feel they haven't got anything it's it's it, it can be like very difficult to overcome like overcome those obstacles or those yeah. self-limiting beliefs and they kind of go well I'm done and dusted this is me stuck in this job for 16 years right so, it, yeah. so basically you're saying don't think about the next 16 years just think about actually where could you be in a year from now or yeah. six months from now or three months from now yeah and that's exactly it because you know if looking ahead that far is too much then why look that far ahead just look at what feels achievable to you and if you're looking at, you know, if you're in a really bad situation now and you're hating going to work and you feel like you're letting your family down and, you know, you you kind of, you're, you're feeling, you know, really bad about yourself and, you know, maybe you're suffering from imposter syndrome, maybe you feel like you've got no confidence left and, it, you know, all of that stuff, you know, has an effect on you. But actually, you know, if you put all of that stuff to one side and you just start taking action every single day to move towards, you know, something better, you might not know what it is, but if you're taking that action every day, then what you'll find is all of a sudden that confidence will come, you know, that fulfillment will start kicking in, you know, it'll change your family life because you'll start feeling better about the situation. Everything has a, has a knock-on effect, but so many people just think I'm stuck. I can't do anything about this now. Almost like, you know, I've made my bed. I've got to lie in it. And it's not true because it doesn't matter how old you are. Like I've worked with a few guys this year who retired and decided that retirement was not for them. One of the guys was like 68. He was going to be 69, um, you know, within a couple of months, you know, helped him get back into work, into, and not just to any job, like to a job where he felt like he could really add value, make an impact. They were happy to have him and yeah. his experience. And it was just about how he positioned himself in the market. Because, you know, if you don't position yourself right, then you just reduce the opportunities. If you if you can position yourself right and show people what you can bring to the table, what you can deliver, what you've delivered in the past, you know, what expertise you can bring to their company to help them grow in yeah. some way. Yeah. You know, it makes such a difference and yeah. it is about positioning. Okay. So um there's a couple of guys saying this is exactly how I'm feeling now. So guys, if like if you're watching this and you resonate with this, then please do let us know in the comments. If you've got any questions that you feel like you might want to ask Pam, just like you know keep it short and brief and to the point, like, please do just ask us here right now. This is a great opportunity. You know, if you're coming up to the seminar on the 26th, um, I think you, you, you know, you're going to be there for questions. I think you're there for the day yeah. for us, aren't you? Yeah. I'll be um, there all day. All day. So you'll be able to connect with Pam as well. Um, would you call this career, Joe, what we're talking about? 
yeah 100 it's career gel isn't it because you're stuck in it aren't you there's like yeah. no there's 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 no getting out <laughs> i was just saying to, i messaged pam at five and she went oh i can't wait and i went I'm not sure I'm going to survive because I feel like I'm in parent jail right now. So there's always a different <laughs> jail, right? Whether it's parent jail, whether the kids are holding your hostage over dinner or whether it's career jail. But it's the same thing. It's feeling entrapped, isn't it? And it's yes. it's a mindset. It's a belief system, right? Which you, yeah. which I know you do really well. So we divide, divert there a second. What would you say that the second biggest problem is that guys are facing like when it comes to their careers? So I think, I mean... The, the second biggest problem is just not being able to focus on what they want for themselves because there's too many other factors going on for them. So, you know, you kind of think about, well, you know, I need to do this for somebody. I need to do this for, you know, for, for whatever reason. They never, ever really, um, you know, think about what they want. And it's almost like the... I did a poll recently on LinkedIn asking men specifically, you know, what holds you back from going for a new job? And what all of them came back and said, so if they're not happy in a new job, what stops you from, you know, from looking around? And all of them said the fear of the unknown. And that is an absolute killer for loads of people because, and, you know, not just for men, but for people generally, because if you are scared of what is you know is out there will the grass be greener on the other side you know people say often the grass isn't greener on the other side but you don't know until you get over there but if it's not it doesn't matter because if you've got the skills to secure that new position then you can secure as many other new positions as you want so you know that fear of the unknown is is you know that keeps you in career jail because you, you think, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to be stuck. How will I pay my mortgage? Well, how did you get that new job in the first place? You follow exactly the same process. If it, you know, if it didn't feel right, if it didn't feel like it worked for you, then change it, do something differently, you know, speak to more recruiters. It's always easier to get a job when you're in a job because you haven't got as much pressure, even if you're in a bad situation. But that fear of the unknown can really be stamped out by creating a plan creating the right job search strategy and you know creating a habit where you are not going to stay in a situation that you don't love that you are going to make a change because it matters to you not because it matters to other people and you know by creating that um that strategy it doesn't matter whether you get made redundant whether you um you know whether you don't like the job whether you move and you think this is 10 times worse you know it can happen you know I'm not going to say sit here and say you know every time you move jobs you're going to you know it's going to get better and better and better you know sometimes you might find actually this is not what I wanted but you've got the skills because you've just secured that job so you've just been through an interview process you've just you know developed relationships with a whole range of people you you know you've applied for jobs you've tailored your CV and all of that kind of stuff so you know you can do it. It doesn't matter. So it's like that fear of the unknown really stops people, stops men, particularly so. yeah, moving, it's, moving it's, forward. It is fear, isn't it? I mean, we've spoken about this an awful lot. And I think it's, it's, it, it's not just... It's, so what I find baffling is that we spend the majority of our time at work, the majority of our time, right? So if yeah. we are in a career that we're unhappy in, yeah. That that almost feels like if I if I'm 40 years old, 
and I'm what I don't know what retirement age is now what 66 maybe I don't know 66 68 something like that yeah that's like saying that we're going to spend the next 28 years like when we have that when we have that narrow mind and we, we yeah. don't have that vision I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna sit here for the next 28 years and and, and be miserable like I remember yeah. being when I left the military and I was sitting at the college and I was a lecturer before I started all of the entrepreneurship and I was a, I sat there and went this can't be it for the next 30 years. I, like, I literally remember saying that. And I had these yeah. visions of setting up my first business. And I went an, a year earlier than I expected. And I, you know, I had, I, I had like no money. I had big money problems then. Huge, huge, huge money problems. And just trusting the process and going for it. And it's such a change of belief system, which I think, which is, which is what you do incredibly well. So there's a couple of questions, Pam. Let's smash yeah. these up. Okay. Um, so does it blah, 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 need to rain? Uh, okay, hundred uh, percent. Where I'm at, I can't make seminar. Regrettably, if I can't better what I'm doing, how do I start a new career? And I'm uh, and I need to maintain what I'm earning. So if I can't if I can't better what I'm doing, how do I start a new career? Uh, uh, and I need to maintain what I'm earning. So basically, I think okay. you're saying change your new career and keep that same amount of money coming in okay so I think with this so this comes up lots of times like just you know this you're not on your own feeling like you know I'm in a situation where I feel like I need to change career now for me career is the career is your whole working life so your career is like you know from when you start working to when you retire and within that career there's a series of jobs that you'll you'll have within different industries doing different things at different levels. So what I've found is the first thing people I say to people when they say I want to change career, I say to them, what is going on for you right now? So usually when they want to change career, there's something that they're not happy with in the current position. Sometimes it's a it's a person an issue, maybe it's a bad manager. Sometimes they've got to the point where they feel really unfulfilled. Sometimes, you know, it could just be that, you know, it's just not stimulating enough or they've realized that, you know, the the path that they've gone down isn't right for them. So what you need to do in this situation is before you start thinking of a new career or, you know, what you can do better is what is going on for me right now that is making me feel like it's time to jump ship. Because if you start looking at what's going on for you right now, just get a blank piece of paper right at the top, what is going on for me right now, you know, career-wise, and write it down. Everything that comes into your brain, write it down, get it on the paper. And once it's on the paper, then you can start deciding, is it a new career that you actually want? Is it a different career path? Or actually, is it just a different job? And what do you need to feel from that job? Now, usually you'll be, you know, you you could have written down that you've got an awful manager or maybe you know, you've got a really nice manager, but they're just not giving any direction. You can't learn anything from them. You've hit a ceiling point in your job. So for me, when people say that to me, I say, right, okay. So what does a promotion look like for you right now? So rather than taking, you know, a completely different career direction, you know, what what could you do, you know, in order to get yourself out of this situation without, you know, needing to make a drastic change? Because when you make a career change, it's possible. You can draw on all your transferable skills. And a lot of the time you can maintain the same salary that you're on. But, 
you don't want to jump until you've explored all your options and you've really kind of got under the skin of what's going on for you as to why you're hating that job right now or why you feel it's time to make that drastic change. Okay. It's a big change, right? And I think it's important to understand we don't go from an awful position to another awful position. So we want yeah. to make sure, and it, I guess it highlights what we, what we do well, right? Yeah. And I think it's so important to kind of get under the skin of what's going on. You know, when you're in a situation and it doesn't matter whether it's career or life, if you're in a situation that is not comfortable, that you're not happy with, that's not making you feel fulfilled, you know, most people will just start looking around for something that will make them feel happy. And it's almost like, you know, um, you know like when kids eat sweets you get that sugar high you know you, you you move and you you know you get you know you get that quick feeling of you know wow I've, you know I've succeeded I've got the job and then you start working and you're like this is not what I expected you know it was better I was better off where it was um so I that's why that like so many guys have said that to me yeah you know and and it and like but we have that that's a that's a thing in everything isn't it it's like a relationship you think oh this person is going to be better than the person like it yeah you just you know i think sometimes we do stuff without like i and i think it's really great advice because instead of acting impulsively and straight yes. away we're thinking about it aren't we right yes. let's through these ones as well um how long should you stay in a job before it's classed as a career jail <laughs> well that just really depends on on the person but for me you know you stay in that job as long as you you need to to learn what you need to learn in order to take the next step okay so that could be so the next step you know at that point could be a promotion but it could also be a sideways move that gives you a slightly different element of a job. It doesn't always, some people don't want to be leaders and they're not natural leaders and they feel like, you know, a leadership or a management position isn't for them. So when you move up, you will, you know, automatically gain more responsibility. You'll get a team and stuff. So you should stay in a job as long as you need to learn what you need to do to make the next move, depending on what your career goal is. Sorry, I think if you're going home and you're feeling like a prisoner in your own job, I think like yeah. it could it could be really quick, doesn't it? It could be yeah. really quick, like yeah. you know. Cool. All right, Scott. Uh, I love my job and the company I work for, but quite frankly, I want to progress up the ladder. But I'm slightly nervous asking uh, for more money and a promotion, despite the value I add to the company. Do you have any thoughts on this? Okay, so first of all, I'd be like if you and my clients I'd say, well, what what is making you feel nervous? You know, what is it? And again, it's like that writing it down on a piece of paper. Like, what is it that's making you feel nervous? Is it because you don't like having difficult conversations? Is it because um, you know, deep down you don't feel like you're worth that extra money? You know, that comes up a lot for people. Um, so what I would advise in that situation is to, you know, write down everything that you do really well and everything that you can bring to a promotion and also you know look at the you know the job description for that next step up and really be honest with yourself and ask yourself you know is this something that I can step into and you know if you can demonstrate if you can get it straight in your mind what you're going to bring to that role and you can demonstrate it to your manager then you you know you're going to you know be able to give them a better pitch as to why, you know, they should give you that promotion or pay rise. But for lots of people, moving out of a company is usually the easiest way. 
to get a promotion and a pay rise because, um, you know, at the moment, especially companies are finding it really difficult to give pay rises with the current economic situation. But if you know that, you know, it's time and you've got the skills and experience, then there's no harm in going for a few interviews outside of the company to see what's, you know, what's out there. But you should always, if you think there is scope for a pay rise, you should always, you know, create your case and state your case and ask for the pay rise. And I'll also add my two cents is that also think about the byproduct of being promoted and the time it takes you away from the people that you love the most. Because as soon as you're getting more money, as soon as you have more responsibility, they want more from you. And that can then affect your quality of life. So you've got to weigh up, do I need more money or do I feel like my ego wants me to be up that ladder? Or actually, am I happy with the work-life balance I've got right now? And I think that's also really fundamental. Yeah, that's a good point as well, though, as well, because for me, finding more fulfillment in my career when I was back in the corporate world was moving away from managing a team. So I was able to, um, to get a pay rise and a promotion and lose the team. By moving yeah. into a different type of role so that's always an option as well you know you can look at what you do want to do and what you don't want to do and how that would affect your work-life balance and you can make changes yeah. based on you know on the criteria that that is really important to you as well 100 you know and I, I mean i base the growth of the man coach around the life that i want to live like i could do in there for 20 hours a week right but yeah. do i get to see my one-year-old or five-year-old and just like and then you just ask yourself, do you need that right now? And so I think you have to look, think of your lifestyle and, uh, and the quality of time where your kids are at. There's lots to think about, which, you know, yeah. you've done really well. So, John, I'm a scaffolder by trade, but I've always suffered from imposter syndrome. I love talking to people and I always think that I've been able to do more, but I've just fallen into the job because it's good money. I feel as though my confidence has taken a massive hit through the years. That's a good that's a good question. That's something that comes up for like loads of people because everyone thinks that they need confidence to move forward. Everyone thinks that, you know, if if I've got to wait until I've got the confidence before I can make the move, you know, I've got to wait until that imposter stops popping in to tell me that I'm not good enough or it's not the right time. But I just say, well, what if you put all that to one side and you just start taking the action towards what you want to achieve? you know, what difference will that make? And, you know, for most people, it's almost like they just need that permission to stop worrying about confidence and to stop worrying about, you know, the imposter popping in and just be like, right, okay, let's, you know, let's just make it a little bit more simpler. Let's just create a plan. Let's write down a plan and start working towards it. Because when you do that, you don't need the confidence. You just need to take that action to get to where you want to be, even if it's baby steps. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and I think the confidence comes with the process anyway. Like, I think, like, uh, I, I, I'm a big believer that unless we confront what we need to confront and if we keep backing away, there is no growth. The, the growth doesn't come from not confronting that fear. Like, we have to break through. There has to be an element, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's like the old first day in the job scenario or first day of school. You've got to, as soon as you get mm-hmm. in there, you're like, wow, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> that's all bad um all right so let's have a look here so steve Edward, please can you recommend any free online courses uh as a starting point for learning about setting up a business so when i went into business um um i i went full-time in july 2013 um i spent six hours a day on youtube 
watching people like there is an abundance an abundance of material on youtube free and that's how i learned how to run a business uh, and then i hired my first coach a mentor in 2014 um couldn't afford it but he changed my life uh, ricky uh, ricky knight he was good friends with him now i'm in business with him now um and then um went on on my own, learned a little bit more, then hired another coach and have had the same coach for the last four years, which is how me and Pam met. So I think in terms of free online courses, um, YouTube is your best mate. Like it is abundance. Would you, have you got anything else that you would add there, Pam? No, I think YouTube is, you know, is the one and just even searching like how to set up a business. Um, yeah. You know, what's the first thing you need to do to set up a business? And I mean, for me, um, for my business, marketing has been key like if you nail the marketing you know you can sort everything else out nail the marketing and find a good accountant and yeah. that's Winning. all you need 100 100 percent. russell says thank you um but, 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 but let's see if there's any more questions da, da, da. uh ross i know oh my god my little one's just woken up i can't believe it uh i know networking would enhance my profile and could lead to opportunities but historically I've not been great at it. Probably a confidence issue. Any tips? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good one. And this is another thing as well, because people hate networking. And, you know, people really struggle with networking because it's making small talk. And you usually find lots of people who really dislike networking are introverted and they find it really difficult and it's just horrible. But, <laughs> but the, the thing with networking is, you know, you just need to, to start doing it. So if you look around for different groups, like there's so many online now, so many different networking groups. And if you find one where, you know, you can just go and do like a 60 second pitch about who you are, what you do and all the rest of it. And, you know, if you find one with a really good lead out, and you tell them that you know you you're a bit nervous and you know you don't know anybody there then they will introduce you to people and you know just lean on people that are already networking and speak to the leaders of the groups because they will always help you um you know they'll introduce you to people if you get some of the networking groups will have a list of um people that attended and then you can contact them you can connect with them on linkedin you can start you know having conversations with them especially if you do you know the virtual ones because they're a lot less pressure then you can connect with the people on LinkedIn you can start having conversations you can guarantee most of the people on the networking circuit network at all different events find out where they're going join them they'll introduce you to more people you've just got to take the action and just get get stuck in throw yourself in at the deep end it's almost like you know rip that plaster off like you've got to just you can think about it forever, but you just got to get stuck in. And the more you do it, the more you'll get better at it. And I spoke, what's that, what's that saying? Um, don't practice till you get it right. Practice till you can't get it wrong or something like that. And it, yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, it's, you just got to get yourself stuck in and do it. I think it's like anything as well, Ross, like, I, I, like if we, if we, if we base our actions based on our past and what we actually think, you might be really good at networking, but you just might think you're really awful, right? Like most of the time we think that we're awful at things, right? You know, um, I, I think I'm like, I'm awful at this or I'm awful at that. And then people turn around and say to you, you're really good at that. You're really good at that. But we're super, we're our own worst critic. And when we self-critique ourselves, we do it times 10. So, you know, 
don't beat yourself up in that respect. Um, just the confidence comes through process. It's like when we learn to ride a, uh, a bike or get in a car. When you first got in a car ever, you look to all of the buttons, the pedals, the steering wheel, the gear stick, and you're like, I am never going to be able to drive a car, right? And then at, maybe a year later, you get in a car and you don't even think about it and you drive and it's automated, right? So I think with networking, like with anything that you do in life, it is about repetition, reps, 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 reps. Okay, and, and, and get used to losing like all the time to get better. Like the more you lose, the more you, the more you do, the more experienced you become, the more comfortable you become. Um, Scott says, thank you. You're more than welcome. Simon says, uh, hey, they're watching JB and all. The financial situation is the main reason why I've not approached this situation as I know companies are struggling. So um, that was about, uh, that was from Scott who was asking about the promotion. And I, Okay. I, 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 it might be a timing thing, but I like, you know, you, you might be able to advise better here, Pam, but I just, I always feel that if there's an asset in your business, are they, are they prepared to, you know, invest in that now, do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, that's definitely one way to look at it. But there's so many companies out there right now that are completely recession proof. So if you're looking at like, you know, there's so many different industries as well. So don't just think, you know, it's not safe. Look for the companies that are safe. Look for the companies that are thriving in this economic situation. And, you know, you don't have to wait until the advertised jobs on their job board. You can approach them directly, you know, get your CV and your cover letter set up, tell them you know what you can bring to their organization you know don't just create something that's boring and bland let them know that you know this is what you can deliver this is why yeah. they should have an initial conversation with you and then you know so don't be worrying about you know when you go on job boards you get a whole mix of jobs and you never really know is this company safe but you know you can go on company's house you can check their accounts um you know there's loads of different ways that you can see you know has a company, you know, got five minutes left or actually if they got loads of cash in the bank and, you know, they're a safe option. So, you know, if you look at, you know, hospitality has really struggled over the, the last year or two, for example, but like companies like Deliveroo, they're like absolutely coining it and, you know, they're doing really well. So, you know, you can... Yeah you know you just need to look at in the right places and then you need to do your research around them to find out are they recession proof because we're not going to be in this situation forever but who's thriving right now because they're the companies you want to be working for 100 percent, i love it great advice so simon has asked uh, well done robert on losing five stone amazing so we've got simon uh question so as the job scenario is so volatile uh, at present uh, with all the increase in fuel and energy is it a good idea to change jobs or should we be grateful that we have a job because i worked for a well-known builders merchant for 20 years gave them everything including missing out on my kids growing up only to be made redundant in a heartbeat is it a good idea to change and so I just want to put my two cents on this here. Yeah. This is not so much about career, but this is why um, this is why obligations to what you think is a priority is absolutely key. Um, so you can be you can be an outstanding um, career guy. You can be outstanding at your job. 
You can be an unbelievable businessman. You can thrive in that career and you can be top dog, right? But as soon as it starts impacting on your life, for me, that's when you've lost and actually you are not good at your career and you are not a top businessman because you are now sacrificing the most important thing in your life. And I watch guys who bring up their kids by looking at their, uh, by talking to their kids on WhatsApp, FaceTime. They're, your kid is never going to be six again. They're never going to be four again. They're never going to be eight again. And if you are spending time on the road or you're going out and doing things, and I mean consistently, like there is the odd time here or there where we have to go on a work trip maybe for a week, or we do have a project that needs pushing through for a week. But if you are doing it 24 7, 365, you need to stop and ask yourself, is this sustainable? Am I willing to risk the connection with my kids, my wife, for this career and this job where you could be let go at any point? Any point, doesn't matter if you've done 20 years or 30 years. And, and, and I feel really passionate about that. That's something I feel massively passionate about. Because if you lost everything, if you lost all your job and all the money you earned for and you were left with your family, would you be happy? 110% you would. If you lost all of your family and all of your kids and was only left with your job, would you be happy? No, you wouldn't. Okay, that's my point. <laughs> that's a perfect <laughs> point. <laughs> um, have you got anything to add on that? I think you know it's people always think you know is it is it the right time to move is it the right time to make a change and that is just the fear of the unknown kicking in because you know you you know you could get just made redundant tomorrow and it's never personal and you know you'll see loads of people saying you know how can you um how can you make sure that you don't get made redundant you need to now start working like like 20 hours a day, you need to be first at the office, you need to be last to leave. Like I've seen so many people over the years be made redundant. You know, I've been in situations where I've had to make people redundant as well. And yeah. honestly, the you know, their personal attributes never really come into it at all. It's usually, you know, it's usually an org chart with no names on, and you're literally just crossing out positions that you can get rid of that are going to save the company money. You know, most companies will end up re-recruiting for them roles. You know, it's never personal. It's always, you know, it's always done in a way where, you know, it's almost anonymous and people get really hung up on, you know, I give everything and then they made me redundant. But actually it's, you know, they will know that you've given everything, but they still won't be able to keep you in most, you know, most occasions. So, you know, you you do have to weigh it up. Am I going to give them everything or actually am I going to enjoy my life and am I going to make decisions that make me happier? And that's what it comes down to. You be good at your job without sacrificing yeah. your, your life, basically. Just not yeah. bringing her up. Uh, where <laughs> can have you? Um, definitely a bit of an introvert. Definitely a self-critique. Thanks both. Uh, anytime, Ross. What's... Oh, bum, 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 bum. What sticks with me is what JB said. How you do anything is how you do everything. So let's learn from the best and test the love of it. Uh, thanks to main coach and James. Uh, thanks, great advice. Thank you for the advice. Both being only one working, how do you look at a possible? Okay, so Simon Steelwell, how you doing, my man? Good to see you. With being only the, I think the only one working, how do you look at a possible business opportunity? I guess if you're the only one that can work. 
So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you started your business, but my business started as a side hustle that I did, you know, alongside my job. And you know what, for a couple of years, it was tough, um, but I knew what I wanted to get to. So it wasn't like I was going to be doing that for the next 20 years. I knew it was, it was a matter of time to build it up. So, you know, I'd say, get stuck in get it started there's so much you can do now online it's easier now to set up you know a side hustle than it's ever been 100% yeah I was the same so I left the military um, and I took um I took a 16,000 pound a year pay cut which left me financially broke like we were in a really bad position so I did part-time PT at the side and then that side hustle became my main job. So then I run my boot camp, and then I run my boot camp, and then it was the dad coach back then. So the dad coach was my side hustle, and then I closed down my my or we got rid of my boot camp, and then the man coach become my my main business, and it just evolved, right? Um, it, it just evolves. Um, okay, so I think we've we've got loads here, right? So uh, I think we've offered. Uh, hopefully, guys, you've got massive value. Um, if you come and see us up in uh, Birmingham on the 26th. It'd be great to see Pam going into more detail on this and having conversations. Yeah. You'd be part of our VIP chat as well. Pam, where can people find you if they want to follow you and get more, more info from you on your courses and other bits and pieces for people that can't make it with us? Yeah, so LinkedIn is always a good place. I'm on LinkedIn, hanging out on LinkedIn every day. Um, if you put um, Pamela Langan or Queen of Careers into Google, you will get my website and all of the other various social media that comes up um you can pretty much just put pamela lang and queen of careers in to anywhere and you will find me so or you can just go to pamela langan.com and queen of careers that's such a catchy name (laughs) yeah that's me oh brilliant all right guys thank you very much for being on pam thanks for being on let me end this right now bang bang